What what is that? A beer, Mike Keller? Are you drinking some beer, some brew? It's uh, cucumber sparkling water. Wow, how refreshing! And I'm drinking. It's for, it's for your sound effects reel. I'm drinking a cold brew with some almond milk. A cold Coors Light. Because you love that company so much. Everyone loves a, a, a nice, refreshing Coors Light, especially if you're working for the Heritage Foundation. <laughs> is that the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, the Heritage Foundation is an arch-conservative company that was founded in uh, 1973 by Joseph Coors. And, and, they, and, and, you know, if you're, like, anti-LGBT, if you're... I don't know, anti-voting rights, uh, mm-hmm. pro-Trump. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, so again, I mean, I don't know if there are people that are in the conservative movement that are listening to this podcast. Enjoy your Coors Light. I mean, you're bringing something up. You're kind of jump-starting the podcast. Mm, I'm, I'm putting the cart before the horse. We'll talk about it now. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah, no. So I was at the Fancy Food Show in Las Vegas. Camp. So wait, the Fancy Food Show is not an exclusively vegan event, right? It's just multi-fancy? Well, it's, they call it the Specialty Food Show. So it's specialty oh. foods. Yeah. So keto, <laughs> vegan, gluten-free. There was a lot of meat to be had there, too. In fact, <laughs> in fact, uh, like you know, you go down the Italy aisle, and there's like these big giant wheels of cheese that they have like little toothpicks in. People are eating cheese. Did you cheese. protest them? No, and then there's also, you know, Amon de Barico, where there's like, you know, people are cutting the meat of the poor animal's leg. Oh, it's like that, um, what do you call it, Argentinian grill type thing with a skewer? No, no, there, there's actually a special contraption that they've made that holds a pig's leg and oh, and you you wow. shave it off uh, with a with a knife it's disgusting what what will they think of <laughs> yeah, next all sorts it's like of, a medieval a medieval torture device kind of these presentational things but there was definitely a lot of plant-based foods and uh, you know actually in I, the plant grotto yeah and they had it was it was all over the place like there was there was actually a really great cheese purveyor a company called rind a cheesemonger. Oh, and they had uh, brie with rind. There was it was a vegan cheese. Actually, the vegan cheesemaker said there's no such thing as vegan brie. Eh? You cannot say such things. <laughs> there's really? no such thing as brie cultures. He was just he was schooling me on vegan cheese, but but it, it's cool. Brie adjacent. It's cool to meet the you know, vegan cheesemaker. It's cool. It's kind of it's almost like um, the vegan cheesemonger. You go to these places before the products hit the marketplace or maybe they'll never hit the marketplace i don't know you know this is like the electronics show but for food sorta and it's in vegas and so you know it did, has that did you vibe. go with your family or you just shot over there by yourself i went there by myself in fact mm-hmm. i have a whole bunch of vegas adventures that we can talk about if you want no. to <laughs> tell us all about your misadventures well it's good for you because aren't your parents in that area yeah i mean I, i'm a partial vegas resident well, so i'm going uh going later Later this month. Well, I mean, I have some food advice for you at the end of the the podcast. I will talk. Oh, about. I need some. I need some advices. Spe- you, and I saw you went to some fancy sushi place, and I specifically need sushi advice. You definitely, but not on the consumer level, on the making it level. Oh, hey, you have to get off the strip. You know, that's the thing. You yeah. have to drive off the strip, and there's except places. the wind buffet is pretty good. But yes, in general, you have to get off the strip. It's okay. 
I mean, yeah. com- did you go? Compare. I did not go to the wind buffet. I mean, I only have one stomach. Right. I understand. Do you not like a cow? Doesn't a cow have several? Yes, cow has more than one stomach. Like three, multiple stomachs. It's like my one stomach is giving me enough trouble. If I had three, like forget about it. I'm like off the chain. The food show. It's called the specialty food show. Is like we're all talking about like the future of food. Mm. It's where a lot of companies will parade their stuff to retailers. You know, I was sort of a free agent because, you know, I'm, I guess I considered press, basically. So I'm just You're kinda... a member of the fourth estate. That's correct. And so, I don't know. Let me see. What were the interesting things? I saw a lot of plant milk. And we'll get into the plant milk. We'll get there. I saw, like, things like sesame, sesame milk, um, hemp milk. Uh, there was also, like, really some cool stuff, like, makes you think about how we eat food. Like I was noticing there was this one company that sells pea protein, like little pellets of pea protein. Mm-hmm. But wait, 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 wait. They're not just peas. Cause those are little pellets too. It's processed. Those are pellets of pea protein. I understand. Oh. I understand. But it's processed <laughs> a certain way. So that let's say like you're making a sauce. They sell a lot of um, their material to the, food industry like for the restaurants but now they're trying to market their product to consumers and uh, basically it's this kind of uh, unseasoned protein that's made of pea protein that you add Does it to taste like neutral yeah it tastes relatively neutral but when you add it to like a like a sauce you know you have a meaty sauce you know so a regular sauce becomes a meaty sauce has more protein and you know you can say it's you know i don't know bolognese or you know some kind of meat sauce now mm-hmm. so so i saw a lot of that has some viscosity yeah yeah and also has a kind of like little like meat grinds new companies that are making i know there's a company called butler that makes soy curls and i saw new companies that were making soy protein like soy curls but in different shapes also, I remember my, one of my favorite things that I saw was a Thai company that had these sticky rice snacks that you put in the microwave and you pull them, you heat oh. them up, you pull them out, and you have sticky rice. Uh, you know, and usually it's a street food that you would get in Thailand, but you can just have it on a, on the spot if you throw it in the microwave. Mm, so nice. This is some delicious stuff. So one of the things that I saw, which I kind of I don't know. I, I, you know, I see something kind of semi messed up, you know, I get excited because I'm a weird person, I guess. Um, but there was this company that was selling barley milk and they had mm-hmm. a different kind of setup. It was like kind of a rock and roll booth with like all sorts of like, it reminds me like it had kind of a dated vibe, like Ed Hardy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the... The people manning the booth were mostly, you know, kind of these edgy, tattooed women. Kind of, they kind of an edgy model, kind of alt model. Suicide girl. Yeah, they they were, and they were serving people oat milk, and you Mm. know, but they were kind of this kind of rock and roll aesthetic. It just had this. And I'm thinking a gold wing barley milk. Oh, so it wasn't oat milk. It was barley milk. It was barley milk. Yeah. How did it taste? I've never had barley milk. Does it taste like milk? I mean, they gave me a carton. I drank a little bit of it, and I don't know. It tasted kind of like a neutral 
milk substitute. I mean, I'll, like almond milk. I'll drink it. I mean, I'll I'll try it. I mean, I, I you know, it's hard to when you're on the floor and there's all sorts of flavors and stuff. I actually didn't taste much stuff. I tried not to because of COVID. I kept my mask on and I just kind of mm-hmm. kept to myself. And when people but, were offered food, I would you know. But you go ahead. I'm just saying you you did try a little of it. Did it taste? Did it taste like almond milk? Tastes more like an old uh, neutral oat milk. Really? Does it have nutritional content? I don't. Does oh, does barley have protein in it? I'm sure it does. That's what they feed barley to uh, livestock. This it was this kind of weird thing where I saw this company. Definitely, they definitely had financing. It wasn't like a you know like a little. You see little companies too, like little companies that would normally have like let's see a mom and pop at a farmer's market, and they have a cool product, and they bring it on. You can even see the whole family there selling their product and but these people are more shock and awe this was more of a this rock was the kiss stage stage show with the pyrotechnics and i mean i don't know how sexy it is like oh yes try this barley milk plant milk substitute it'll blow your head they off were, they were barley milkmaids <laughs> yeah, barley milk. rock and roll and plant-based <laughs> milk they were selling the sizzle the sil- mm. sizzle of barley milk. So, yeah, they should have been handing out, like, white Russians with barley milk. I go up there, and I'm like, this is like this is different. I want to, you know, check it out, whatever. And I see the Coors logo. It's kind of on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so it's a company that is a, a offshoot of Coors, because I guess Coors... Has a lot of barley. Has a lot of barley. So, and and then I started thinking, okay... Obviously, they're not selling this to hardcore vegans because most hardcore vegans are, you know, you know, on the left side of the political spectrum. And Coors, at least the Coors family, has always been on the right side of the political spectrum, uh, you know, to a point of, of fine, fa- you know, fa- um, being a. Uh, uh, founding members of the Heritage Foundation is supporting, you know, all sorts of very reactionary, uh, you know, kind of anti-critical oh, race theory. Everything on Fox News mm-hmm. that you hear about the crazy stuff—that's generally Coors. You know, that's their their base. I didn't know any of that until you told me. It's not. I mean, you can Google it. <laughs> yeah, sure, but uh, again, like any given product, you, the, the political affiliations aren't written there you like you have to hear somebody like somebody had to mention like chick-fil-a supports anti-lgbt i didn't know that until someone said it um yeah i guess you could like google every product you buy well Th- some have more well like i'm like my pillow are you gonna you know if you're gonna yeah, of course. lay down it's on a my pillow very vocal person um that said you know let's let's not say that veganism is only for politically left-wing people like it, it should be for everyone and you know and i'm sure there are some conservatives uh, who, whether it's for health or for empathy or whatever, they, they, they can be vegan too. <laughs> the ones that don't believe in climate change. <laughs> because that's part of the Heritage Foundation's platform oh, is gosh. that climate change is a hoax. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it's you get to a point where you can contort yourself so much. I guess some people can maybe be fiscally conservative and make money a certain way. But, uh, you know, and or maybe, I don't know, be a, you know, I don't know, a book conservative and then have 
pick and choose what their um, affiliations are. I mean, I, I would I would we see... all pick and choose our affiliations, right? I mean, life is complicated. There are infinite shades of gray. I'm not supporting the Heritage Foundation. I'm just saying, like, that's how human beings like we're all flawed and we all have to sort of do what seems optimal. You sound like you are, Mike Keller. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, no. in fact, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't you wearing a, a "Make America Greater Again" hat? <laughs> False. <laughs> I am being maligned by my my evil co-host, <laughs> who clearly sees that I am not wearing such a hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wink. Wink. Nod. Nod. <laughs> so shady. You're so shady. Always the first to throw me under the bus. Yeah, well, you know, hey, man, it's a big bus. You got to throw people under there. You know, there's a lot of space mm-hmm. under that bus. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. Whatever your political affiliation, yes, okay, you eat plant-based, you eat, be vegan, be an anti-vaxxer, I, 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 do what you got to do to survive, whatever. I mean, hey. But but be again- pro-vaxxer, please. But, but it was funny because the PR lady- like, I just started talking to her, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm an influencer. You know, just kind of just chit-chat. She's like, what do you think about our drink? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not tasting right now. No, no, you should try it. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take this. Okay, I really want to know. Tell me what you think. I'm like, it's good. You know, I mean, I, and I said to her, like, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, people that want a, you know, a plant-based replacement that, you know, maybe they, you know, they might want to try it. They might be interested. You know, it's interesting packaging you have you know it's an interesting concept you're doing however you know hardcore vegans are probably going to be against working with coors and she's like oh big companies own everything you know they own coca-cola i'm like no i understand that i'm just saying that you know hardcore vegans are probably not going to be happy supporting coors because of you know their position political position on climate change etc all these other things i i was like you know whatever you know whatever throwing mud in the punch bowl or whatever pissing on her parade <laughs> yeah how i did guess she, so. how did she react to that she was a pr person you know it's like oh yeah cool i mean i was polite i mean it wasn't like we had an yeah. argument no uh you know i mean they were they were very friendly and and now that she's like i want you to take a you know a carton home and tell us about it and tell us what you think she wants you to make a video about it i mean i don't know i mean i already did i mean my video was not it was more accusatory than anything i mean it wasn't of really course. i mean it wasn't but accusatory you know, on the other hand there's no such thing as bad press cuz some people will see that video and be like i don't care about the heritage foundation this plant milk looks punk rock okay there's also this other thing that kind of looms in a kind of an eerie way like the ghost of dairy looms moo. around wait moo. <laughs> yeah, moo. Uh, the, the the concept of a brewery or a distillery like Coors selling milk even if it's not dairy milk but there's a deep-seated tragic history behind the connection between dairy and distilleries, and it, it, it happened in the uh, you know in the the early twentieth century, I think eighteen fifties, mm-hmm. when what would happen is distilleries would have like mash and slop and barley, and they would have cows. It's already been like robbed of its nutritional content because they already used it in the the brewing process, yeah. and they would feed their slop 
to the cows and the cows were in horrible disrepair they would be some of them would be hung with um with uh, ropes because they couldn't stand and they would oh, feed God. them these these this mash this slop and they would create toxic a milk. milk and the the milk the bad milk is called swill milk and so it was in the early 1800s that uh, there was this major scandal where they said in one year almost 8,000 children died due to swill oh milk that was perpetrated by Because it dairies. had it was poisonous or lacking in nutrition or what? Oh, they would add things to the milk <laughs> like too. Lead. Yeah, like like plaster and all sorts what? of other things because Ew. it didn't have any nutritional value. It didn't really look like milk. <laughs> Oh, gross. So, but, but again, I, obviously Coors is not creating swill milk, but the mm-hmm. specter yeah. of a company. Looms. A, 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 the a swill brewery, specter looms. The swills. <laughs> so yeah, swill is alive in our in our world. Mm-hmm. So is there any silver lining to this? Is like if people, if people, you know, let's let's look at one good aspect of this. Maybe a lot of people think, like all this vegan stuff is so uh like weak and effete and they're not willing to drink plant milk but if they see this like heavy metal branding they're like yes this is a manly plant milk and they start drinking it that's a cow saved perhaps and then also though you know we can give more money to coors so they can put mm. money into climate change denial and, you know, I mean, I, again, I don't know, you yeah. know, it's like it's like a flip of the coin. I mean, I'd rather a progressive company do the rock and roll stuff. I mean, uh-huh. I, I mean, for example, like I, I saw a company that does that kind of rock and roll thing. I mean, they're not a vegan company. In fact, the, the main sales guy was vegan. I talked to him for a little bit. This is a company called Liquid Death. Are you familiar with that company? It's like water, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's water, but they also do like sparkling water. But, you know, what's cool mm-hmm. about that company is like, let's say you're at a party and you don't drink. And all your friends drink are drinking. Death. You drink liquid death. You drink something that looks rock and roll, that has a rock and yeah. roll branding, but it's yeah. not alcohol. And so it kind of serves an interesting purpose and it's not expensive. And it's, you know, it's, and also, too, they have this um, initiative where uh, I think 10% of their profits are to reduce plastic waste because everything that liquid death has is in aluminum cans. And so it's really the opposite of death. It's liquid life. That's right. That's right. So, you know, yeah, but I'm, I'm don't saying, I think actually Coors kind of stole their branding, didn't they? Isn't it more or less like a knockoff of liquid death? I actually told the liquid death guy, I'm like, you know, uh, Coors has this plant milk and they, they kind of, they're kind of doing the liquid death branding. Cause liquid death's been around longer than this Coors milk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this Coors Milk was just introduced uh, this this month. So again, sneaky, sneaky stealers. But again, I you know that's why also why I was bringing it up. But you know, you have this company that's doing this kind of rock and roll thing, but also has a couple of cool environmental ideas behind what they're doing as well. I I had a good time at the food show, but when I was in Vegas, I also made it a point to go to some of the vegan restaurants that I've been hearing about over and over on social media. And I was so pleased to be able to go to Chef Kenny's Dim Sum. He has two restaurants in Vegas and one in Houston. And it's all sorts of great 
100% vegan Chinese food, but I was really focused in on the dim sum and all the dim sum is traditionally prepared, amazing. I mean, some of the best uh, vegan food I've ever had in my life. It, it was so wonderful to meet Chef Kenny. He was uh, such a, a gentleman. And it was really interesting too because when I was there, I don't know if it was like a special day, but there was a bunch of vegan influencers there too. Huh. And they so were all I, there for the same food show. Not well. Some of them might have been, but there were others. Ones there was a fitness vegan person, and there was like there were everyone was sort of around a round table, and I, I was introduced to a bunch of different people, and it was it was actually quite cool community experience. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so I definitely recommend if you're in Houston or in the Las Vegas area to check out chef kenny's uh, uh dim sum and or chef kenny's i think it's vegan restaurant i th- i don't know if the houston store has dim sum i've heard things back and forth but but again dim sum is a really special fun thing to have it's a it's a fun social thing it'd be great for you to get together with your vegan friends or not or bring some people that are not vegan because the food is so amazing either way go ahead were there customers uh were there chinese customers I I think there were people that were Asian. I don't. I mean, it was. I don't know. It was kind of dark in there. I mean, yeah, I saw some Asian people. I, I don't know. I, what was what type of question is that? <laughs> oh, I I don't because you you say like uh like you go to a really authentic Chinese restaurant. The customers are Chinese, right? There were people of all different backgrounds there, and yeah. and it also has to do with the vegan community. You know, people from vegan community are from all different backgrounds from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. full rainbow. And then I also went to the vegan sushi place called Chiku Sushi or Chiku Vegan. And that's on the other side, like near Henderson. So, so you know, you definitely need a car or, you know, commit to an expensive Uber price, get a taxi because it's, these are off the strip. But Chiku Vegan was a great sushi place. And but they, I think they have ramen. They have other Japanese food too. But I, I kind of just focused in on the sushi. And they're playing. They're doing all the cool tricks of like bell peppers, marinated bell peppers, marinated tomato, making nigiri sushi. They have all these cool rolls. Everything's made with such care and precision. And the other thing cool about you know going to either Chef Kenny's or Chiku is. The prices are actually lower than you would get on the strip if you go to a strip oh, place. Yeah. And so, Everything you know, I mean, but again, it's, um, the, these places are destination vegan restaurants and, you know, you have to, you know, plan, maybe they might be crowded. You have to get there early, you know, or, you know, you have to, you know, make adjustments sometimes to, um, to have the experience. Maybe you might have to wait a little bit. But again, it's definitely worth the wait. It's definitely worth the drive uh, from L.A. To, to Vegas to try some really cool vegan food. Another place that I did not go this weekend, but I love and I've always loved, is a place called Veggie House, which is another 100% vegan place. In fact, there's even a sign at Veggie House that says you can't bring any non-vegan food inside our premises. So yeah. you have to leave it outside. Because it's it's They'll actually contaminate the place. Well, also it's 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 like a two floor building, and I think on the bottom floor there's a Asian supermarket, mm-hmm. and so I can see people like shopping whatever if they're and non-vegans then going and then going upstairs. But I, you know they're they're focused in on 
um, you know, their Buddhist teachings and they don't, you know, they, they don't want, they don't want that bad energy in their home. There's a lot more to Vegas than the strip. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Mike Keller. So I, I want to hear a full review. I want you to go to one of these places. I want you yes. to bring your camera, your phone. I want you to shoot it. I'll do another video. But definitely you should try Chef Kenny's because I Chef I love Kenny's is your number one pick? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, the sushi place looked very like uh, very aesthetic, the you know, the creations. Very colorful. 